0: Let us pray. But the voice answered me again from heaven. What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. Acts 11.9. Jesus, thank you for showing me the most important lesson in my life when it comes to people. Thank you for showing me that whomever you deemed as clean and pure, no one can reverse it. Thank you for showing me, Jesus, that your plan is for all people, regardless of their ethnicity, economic standing, and upbringing. Similar to the life of Peter, use me in my industry to share stories of your goodness and mercy. As I speak, let your Holy Spirit charge and change the hearts of everyone listening. Let your loving kindness be put on full display. Like the centurion soldier and his family, may other families come to know the saving grace of Jesus Christ. You are a game-changer. You are the way-maker. And through me, others will know that you have called them, and your desire is to love on them. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for making prayer a priority in your day. To learn more about the Bible, stay tuned for today's story. Brought to you by BibleInAYEAR.com.
1: Unclean. In our last story, we saw the work of God through Peter. One man was restored from being crippled for eight years, another was dead and raised to life. In this, we saw the will of God moving people out of their beds and into a life of purpose. Now we see God extend his reach further than just the Jews. We see a Roman family come to know the truth and power of Jesus. Peter, who would be convinced by a dream that no person is common, would witness the extraordinary power of Christ. Inspired by the book of Acts,
3: Right rug flooring.
2: Hello, I'm Pastor Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. Thanks for joining us. In yesterday's episode, we heard how God worked through Peter in the towns of Lydda and Joppa to bring physical healing and life to the sick and dead. And that ultimately pointed people to faith in Jesus Christ. Today, we'll see the gospel once again going beyond the Jewish people As a Roman family comes to faith in Christ, we'll also see how God is working on the hearts of His disciples as He speaks to Peter and shows him that no person is unclean or excluded from God's grace. Let's listen now to the reading of God's Word. The night was
1: silent under the crescent moon. The birds had not emerged to welcome the morning, and the only sound was that of stirring in Cornelius' bed. He tossed and turned in the night, experiencing the intensity of God coming to his dream. Cornelius, the Lord said. Cornelius stared at the Lord in complete terror. His bones shook, and his heart seemed to be beating out of his chest. Here I am, he whimpered. The Lord spoke with great clarity. I have seen your righteousness, Cornelius. I have seen your generosity to the poor and your gentle spirit. Your prayers to me have been heard. Now send men to Joppa. My servant Peter resides there by the sea. (gasps) Cornelius woke with a jolt. He rubbed his eyes and looked out his window. The sun was rising and there was work the Lord desired to do in his household. Cornelius was a Roman centurion and a Gentile. Many of the Jewish believers still held on to the belief that Gentiles were somewhat unclean and not a part of the people of God. Yet Cornelius remained alert to what the Lord was doing, so he sent for Peter. The next day, Peter was kneeling by the sea. He often looked out into the ocean, remembering how Jesus calmed the storms that surrounded him. Now he prayed that Jesus would calm his inner storms. Peter closed his eyes, doing his best to focus on the voice of God. However, his stomach had other plans. Peter was famished and greatly desired something to eat. As he was praying, the Lord caused him to sleep. Peter saw the heavens opened up like light through a cave. Peter gazed upon what seemed to be a large sheet descending gracefully to the earth. Peter watched as all kinds of reptiles, birds, and animals grazed on the sheet. Peter watched the beasts curiously. Then he heard a voice from heaven saying, "'Arise, Peter! Hunt and eat!' Peter pondered the command. "'Was this a test?' He knew that many of the animals presented were not considered clean by the old covenant law. Did God truly want him to eat what was once considered unholy? Peter shook his head. By no means. I have never eaten anything common or unclean, Peter said very sure of himself. Peter believed he had passed God's test, showing himself to be obedient with old traditions. Yet the voice spoke a second time, saying, What God has made clean, you shall not call unclean. The saying was repeated three times, and Peter woke up. Still hungry and still confused, he went to go eat, still pondering what the Lord meant in his heart. A few hours passed, and the men sent by Cornelius had reached Peter. They implored him to join them at Cornelius' home. They told Peter of Cornelius' faithfulness and goodwill towards the people of God. So Peter went back with them to Caesarea. They walked for over a day and arrived at the home of the centurion. Peter walked in through the door and saw a house filled with Roman Gentiles. All of Cornelius's family and friends were there to see Peter. When Cornelius saw Peter, he ran towards him and fell at his feet. Peter's face grew red. He was flustered by the gesture. Please stand up. I am only a man, like you. Cornelius stood to his feet. As Peter looked around the room, he began to realize what God was trying to say to him through his dream. He saw many faces wearing expectant grins. Peter sighed and laughed to himself. God was faithful to him. He had shown Peter exactly what his will was. Peter raised his voice to the crowd and said, You all know that Jews are not supposed to associate or build friendships with anybody from another nation. However, God has recently showed me that I am not to call anyone unclean or common, even Gentiles. So Peter ate with them and exchanged stories about who Jesus was and what he was sent to do. Cornelius and his family gathered around Peter, listening. Peter laughed and cried as he told stories of Jesus' kindness, compassion, strength, and even humor. It was not before long that every person in Cornelius's house came to believe in Christ. The Holy Spirit moved like rushing waves over the Gentiles that night. Signs and wonders were done among them. Even more, their whole world view began to shift and change. They believed in God for their city and their community. They sought the gifts of the Spirit and experienced the full weight of His glory upon them. The whole household of Cornelius was baptized, and they began to change the community with their deeds. This was the beginning of a new wave of God's majesty. It was promised thousands of years ago that through the seed of Abraham all nations would be blessed. Jesus was that seed. Through him, all nations would be able to come to God, not just one specific group, but every culture and nation under the sun. God would work in and through the Gentiles. As a result, every nation on
2: earth would know the name of Christ. As we open today's reading, we are introduced to a man named Cornelius. He was a centurion, a commander in the Roman army. Although he was a Gentile, we are told that Cornelius was a God-fearing man. He was earnestly seeking the Lord and living out the Christ-like principles of prayer and even caring for the poor. And so one night as he slept, God sent an angel to him in a vision saying God had seen his devotion and generosity and was pleased with him. So the angel gave him specific instructions to send for a man named Peter who was at Joppa. You see, though Cornelius was seeking God and showed religious devotion, he was still not in a relationship with the one true God through Jesus Christ. He needed to hear the gospel and follow Jesus. And although the angel could bring a word from God, he could not preach the gospel. This is an opportunity and a task given to Christians. It is our calling and it is our privilege as believers To be witnesses and to share the good news of eternal life with people who need to know the Lord. And so when he awoke, Cornelius did as the angel had told him to do and sent two men to find Peter. As we soon discover, God had two purposes in sending for Peter. He would work through Peter to share the good news of Jesus with Cornelius, and he would use Cornelius to show Peter that God's grace and salvation is meant not only for the Jews but to Gentiles as well, for the whole world. The next day, as Cornelius' men were headed to find Peter, we hear that Peter was very hungry, and as he prayed on the rooftop, God put him in some kind of a trance. God sent him a vision of a sheet descending from the heavens filled with animals of all kinds. These were animals considered unclean by Jewish law. And then a voice told Peter to rise, kill, and eat. But Peter protested, affirming that he had never defiled himself with unclean or common things. The same voice spoke again, saying, what God has called clean, do not call unclean or common. Three times, Peter heard this voice say the same thing. Once again, it seems Peter needed something to be said three times to get through to him, just as Jesus had told him three times to feed my sheep. God is now showing Peter that there is a new reality— and that everyone can have a relationship with Jesus. God wasn't speaking just about food. It was much bigger than that. It was about faith and how to know Christ. As Peter sat there, trying to understand what he had just experienced, who should come into the house but the men Cornelius had sent? God's Spirit spoke to Peter, saying that they had been sent there by the Lord and that Peter was to go with them. So Peter went to the men and told them that he was the one they were looking for and they told him all about Cornelius and his vision and their reason for coming. Peter invited the men in as guests to stay the night. This is significant, as we already see Peter's perspective on Gentiles being changed. The next day they left for the home of Cornelius, and when they arrived, the man was thrilled, so much so that he fell at Peter's feet to worship him. If this was the man God had sent to him, surely he was worthy of worship. But, of course, Peter refused to be worshipped. He lifted him up and said, I'm just a man. Cornelius had gathered his family and many others to hear what Peter had to say. And as Peter stood there, he explained what he was doing in sharing Christ and that it was beyond anything that he had been taught as a Jew. They were not to associate with foreigners in this way, Peter said. But then he told them that God had shown him that he should not consider anyone outside the grace and the love of God. So in Acts 1034 to 35, Peter says this, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. Peter was beginning to understand the fullness of the gospel, that Jesus came to free the whole world of sin, to forgive all who would trust in him, to make all things new, that Jesus is not just for the Jews, but for the Jews, the Gentiles, and the whole world. Peter then shared the gospel with his house full of Gentiles, telling them about Jesus and how he had died and risen from the grave in order to bring salvation to all who would trust in him. As he spoke, the Holy Spirit fell upon all those who heard the word. Peter's Jewish companions who had come along were amazed, seeing that God's Spirit was not limited to Jews, but also is now being poured out on Gentiles. It was a new era for the church. The gospel has been unleashed, and it is unstoppable. Men and women from every tongue and every nation can now know that Jesus is Lord and discover new life in Him. Let's pray together. Dear God, how we thank you for this passage of Scripture that reminds us just how much you love the world, that there is not a person in this world that you do not love. We know that we have all sinned and broken your commandments. And yet you've demonstrated your love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, you died on the cross for us and rose again so that we could be forgiven and be set free from the power of sin and death in our lives. So, Lord, we praise you for this. And may we be witnesses of this truth. Lord, help us to go in your name and tell others of Jesus who is powerful to save. For it is in his name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham from Dallas, Texas. Download the Pray.com app and make prayer and Bible study a priority in your life. And if you are enjoying the podcast, let someone else know. We now have over 23 million people who have downloaded the Bible in a Year. We are praising God for that. Help us get the word out. It is a powerful tool to share the Word of God and the testimony of Jesus. And one more thing, if you want more resources as to how you can know what it is to follow Christ and to live the Christian life and to be a disciple of Jesus, be sure to visit jackgraham.org, and there you will find resources for your spiritual growth and maturity. God bless you, and good day.
0: This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality.
2: Hello, I'm Dr. Tony Evans, and I'm excited to have you join me on this new podcast, Heroes in the Bible.
0: Come to me, boy. You and your God will crumble beneath my feet.
2: He beckoned the giant and said,
0: I come to you in the name of the
2: Lord of hosts and creator of the stars. You know, we all have giants that we face in our life. And when you understand that the greatness of God affects our ability to handle the giants of life, it will encourage, inspire, and challenge all of us to our faith in God and our growth in Jesus Christ.
0: Look past his height and appearance, Samuel, for man sees the outward appearance. They see the strength of the man's arms, but the Lord looks
2: Listen to Heroes in the Bible with Dr. Tony Evans on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
3: Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products.